0: All right, all right, everybody. Hello and welcome to the inaugural Orenda Records news podcast, the newscast. My name is Matthew Yakely. I'm your host uh, here coming to you from the Orenda Records studios, beautiful Los Angeles. Um, So being that this is our inaugural uh, run uh, I'll tell you a little bit about what's going to happen here. So, uh, in case you don't know, Arenda Records is a local uh, independent label here in Los Angeles that records some just amazing stuff that's going on in LA right now. I uh, released my records on Arenda. And it's, it's, it's really capturing a great moment in time here in L.A. And I have nothing but good things to say about it. So that's why I'm so excited to be hosting this podcast. So what we're going to do is we're going to have guests on each month who uh, either have something coming out, have some exciting news, or just generally we want to talk to about their music, their, their approach towards uh, uh, playing, composing, the whole nine. And we're going to play uh, clips from upcoming records. We're also going to let you all know about the news. Uh, so we have a newsletter uh, at www.orendarecords.com, and you can sign up for it there. But if you hate to read like me, uh, you can just tune into this br- uh, this podcast, uh, and I will be reading you basically the newsletter, but in a terribly abbreviated and stumbling form. So, if you like to hear people stutter, this is the way to get your the news. All right. So, to the news. Uh, so, the first in the first podcast here, yeah, we're going to keep this a little bit light. Uh, just you know, give you the give you the only the essentials. So. Um, uh, the big event coming up is the Angel City Jazz Fest and that's going to be October 2nd we're going to have a, at the Ford Theater, theater. we're going uh, to have a booth there um, and that's, that's going to be a really great event if you haven't been to the Angel City Jazz Fest before you should make it your business to be there it's going to be wonderful uh, come say hello to us uh, in terms of shows you can go to right now there probably is one. What you need to do is you need to go to the Orenda Records Facebook page um, and you can follow all of the gigs that are coming up there whether they're big and small and medium-sized gigs uh, all over Los Angeles and and probably outside of Los Angeles just depending on the the month. I don't have the dates. I'm not clairvoyant. Okay? This is coming off a little aggressive and I'm sorry. Uh... (laughs) Uh, also, Dan, in our interview, he mentions uh, a couple of the upcoming projects to keep your ears peeled for. so, you know, peel your ears. All right, so today's guest on the on the first ever podcast i'm just gonna keep saying that i just i don't know i'm and next month it'll be the second ever and it'll just become a stupid joke that isn't landing um but uh today's guest uh the head honcho and chief banana at uh arenda records mr daniel rosenboom is is with us um we have a great talk we talk about the genesis of the of the label his background where he um some of his early musical influences, and it's it's just a great conversation with a, with a really, um, with a really wonderful uh, musician as well. Aside from running this r- label really well, he's a he's a really prolific writer. He's always he's always coming out with new stuff, and it's it's really uh, uh, inspiring. And he's a monster trumpet player too. So, it's a great talk with a with a hell of a musician. So I hope you enjoy it. Well, welcome, Dan. Thanks, man. Welcome to your own garage. That's <laughs> the coming live from the Arenda Studios here in your garage. Yes. Um. So, uh, 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 first guest, first guest on the podcast. It's an honor, man. Yeah, right. Um. So, uh, so how did we meet originally? Because I think I know, but I want to know how you
1: how how what. What what you where you think we met? Well, <laughs> what I remember, and you know, I I often don't remember the, the <laughs> accurate meetings, but but uh, I remember being introduced to you by Dan Schnell at the Blue Whale. That's you so, know what I have Schnell in my notes. Here. All
0: right, <laughs> the, drawing the connections already, right? Um, so, and the other thing I remember about uh, uh, our, our auspicious first meeting um, was I don't know if it was at the whale or if it was at the falls. Um, because I remember you and the two Joshes, Welchus and Aguilar, oh, yes. standing in the back talking trumpets. And like, yes. <laughs> you're like Who is, who's this guy that all the trumpet players are talking to?
1: <laughs> you know? Like, I, I seem to remember it being the whale, but it's certainly possible that it could have been right? the falls. I mean,. I, um, Josh Aguiar and I go back, you know, a long ways. Mm-hmm. We used to kind of like sort of give each other lessons when we were nice. at CalArts. Nice. Um, and, uh, and so I, it's very possible that I came out to, you yeah know, yeah. see him play or something. Well, that's cool.
0: Um, so, so we know each other. That much has been established. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, so you are the, the big cheese here with Orenda. You're the, so the, the, the boss man. The, 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 I don't know. Founder, I suppose. Um, So, but also, I know Aaron is hugely involved too.
1: Yeah, Aaron Uh, Roush. You know, he came in right at the beginning and has been, you know, indispensable uh, and irreplaceable. And I and I feel
0: like it's a big part of the way that the label functions. This is just my uh, 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 views of it from being, you know, from releasing my stuff with you guys. Is that it's a big part of it. Is that the art of the of the of the you know the album art, the whole concept of how the packaging is is equally as important to the project as you know the music. I mean, you know, from a from a from a label standpoint. Absolutely.
1: I mean, the biggest thing for us is that the whole uh, the whole process of experiencing the record as a listener or as a as a fan. Is basically that it's a it's a totally immersive process, you know, so from the album artwork to the um, To the packaging or liner notes if there are um, You know the we want to want people to have a tactile experience with the music we want people to to have their sort of imagination stirred by the artwork and um, you know and just Kind of be taken into a world that surrounds the music as well.
0: I really, I really love that, and and I'll tell you why is is um, is that I feel like in in you know just in the that's how I remember buying CDs is like you know is like you'd get a CD and you would look at it and you know this is obviously. Only magnified more in the in the era of records But you know even when I was a kid you'd buy a CD and you wouldn't have any idea about who these people were just you right know, you'd You make it this, up in your head. You yeah. look
1: at this artwork. You're like that is dope. I want to see I want to yeah. hear what's on there Yeah, yeah totally um,
0: So let's back up a little bit and uh, uh, where are you from? Where did you grow up? What's...
1: well, um, I was born in the in the San Francisco Bay area lived in um, Oakland uh, Piedmont um, growing up okay. until I was about eight and a half, and then uh, then we moved down to Valencia when my dad uh, got the job um, teaching at Cal Arts. Oh, okay. And um, and so I grew up, uh, you know, in Valencia, but was always hanging out um, at Cal Arts, being around uh, musicians and music, and you know, people from there coming through. There were always coming over to the house, and so I, I think. As a kid, I was sort of exposed to a lot of really That's different cool. kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and That's, then is that is that what what prompted you to kind of pick up uh, you know music as a as a serious study? Or? I think so. I mean, um, you know, obviously as a kid, you know, you see your you see your parents doing you know cool things. My mom is a is a, a really amazing vocal artist and, okay. as as well, and so you know it. It's definitely passed down in that sort of way, um, but I think, um, I don't know, I think I also always had my own relationship with it. Like, mm-hmm. it was kind mm-hmm. of the thing that that gave me purpose as a kid, you know. Fair. Very
0: cool. Now, we, as we were walking down into uh, the, the studio here, you were actually mentioning how you started on piano uh, as, like, doing classical stuff. Yeah. What's what's to, to tell me more about your kind of your genesis? Like, what was your first? Is was piano your first instrument?
1: Yeah, piano was my first instrument. I started playing when I was four, nice. and um and yeah, was really immersed in classical music all the way through college. Um, I didn't continue piano all the way through college. I kind of let that slide a little bit mm-hmm. after uh, my freshman year of college and started focusing more on the trumpet. But um. But even still I, I would say I would make the majority of my living as a classical musician mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and then I spend the majority of my uh, creative time doing all sorts of weird cross-genre <laughs> kind of uh,
0: That's cool. And so your dad was teaching at, uh, at Cal CalArts. Is that where you is that where you went to school? You went there?
1: Well, I went there for grad school I did my mm-hmm. undergraduate at the Eastman School of Music in Rochester, New York oh, Cool um, again as a classical trumpet player right. and then when I came out uh back to LA, I did, um, two degrees, uh, at the same time, one at, uh, UCLA and one at Cal arts. And I kind of right. continued the classical thing at Cal arts or at UCLA and then sort of did everything else at Cal. That's arts. as, as, <laughs> as
0: they encouraged, I suppose, yeah, yeah, right? For sure. That's, that's kind of the, <laughs> that's their mission statement, right? Is uh, yeah, <laughs> do something different. Expand <laughs> your horizons. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so then when did you uh, when did you graduate? What's
1: the timeline on that? Like you when did you finish your your grad work? So I finished my grad work in 2007. Um okay. And then actually I I did go back for most of a doctoral degree at UCLA um from 2008 to 2010. But then I started just uh well I joined a touring group and I um and I started working a lot more and and um had finished my coursework and have not yet done my dissertation (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: great um now so so but then uh so arenda the founding of that was not too much after 2010 right because we were also talking right before this about the first uh uh uh, mint record right Right, right right um was was you said
1: you recorded it in like 2011 actually 2010 we oh, really? we recorded it in 2010 but it didn't actually see the light of day until uh until the founding of Orenda and right. and the um the founding of Orenda basically happened um in a, in a funny way um we you know we have this uh wonderful drummer mutual friend uh Matt Mayhall mm-hmm. and um Matt and I have been, you know, friends for years and, and you know, playing together and sharing ideas and, and whatnot, but I don't think I ever had told him that I'd been sort of thinking about starting a label for almost, um, almost 10 years, Oh wow. um, by the time we started, uh, Orenda, cause I was always super inspired by guys like John Zorn and Vinnie Golia and Dave Douglas, and, sure, sure, um, sure. you know, being able to release their own creative music, but also, um, you know artists that were inspiring to them as well and um and so i was trying to figure out what to do with this uh quintet record that i had recorded with dan schnell who introduced okay. us and um kai kurosawa and alex noise and... oh that's
0: your your quintet right 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 yeah.
1: so i was we had just finished recording it and i was trying to figure out well what am i going to do with this thing so I reached out to Matt because I always felt like Matt had his finger on the pulse of like, you know, different labels and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and he was and I said, do you know any label that would be cool for this music? And he was like, <laughs> man, you should just start your own. <laughs> and not knowing that I had been thinking about that for forever. And it was the it was totally the straw. It was the thing that's, that that's that funny. Tipped it over. He's like, I was just driving and texting. Like, I just didn't have time <laughs> to like have that conversation. Probably. No, not, right. <laughs> But, and now uh, look what you've done, right? Right. right. <laughs> but I guess that was the fall of 2013 and then we formally okay. launched, you know, January 1 of 2 or no, fall of 2013 and we formally launched uh fall or uh, January 1 of 2014. Okay. Yeah. Sorry cool. I'm tripping over my dates, but Yeah,
0: no, I mean it's It'll all be on the Wikipedia page eventually. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> somebody will figure
0: it out. Um, anyway, well, that's great, man. I like that. And now, uh, uh, so when did
1: Aaron... So Aaron got involved right at the beginning with that? Yeah, we had been closely working together in a collective that um, that was sort of a short-lived experiment, but also like generated a ton of really interesting, exciting work called Creative Underground Los Angeles. Oh, I remember that, yeah. And um, that kind of was active from the beginning of 2013 through um really i would say like maybe the third quarter of 2014. i mean we did a few other things after that but really the the fire of it was mostly through about a year and a half starting in 2013 and the the goal of that was to bring um musicians and visual artists and dancers and writers and um you know all these people together um to to Sort of experiment and make work on a on a fast turnaround ongoing basis okay. Like the idea was we were gonna put new work out uh, on the first of every month Okay, so it was it was definitely a whirlwind and you know uh, as collectives like that go sort of hard right, to sustain right, right, But right. but Aaron and I um, you know worked a lot together through that and got really you know deeply invested in each other's work mm-hmm. and so in starting the label and thinking about having that kind of uh immersive experience where you know the album art is is just as important as the as the music you know i reached out to him and said like hey would you be into you know being the official you know art art director um for for the label you know and uh and he was super into it and one of the things that i think is is totally cool about him is like he probably knows more music than either of us. You know, he's like a totally avid listener yeah. and uh, and a record collector. He collects yeah. all sorts of interesting, rare vinyl and stuff, and you know, special edition packages that are like super ornate design. And and he, you know, he's into both those elements too, like the mm-hmm. the sort of. Immersive, transformative listening experience, but also this like you know totally engrossing album artwork. Right. You, you know, I th- you're I think you're t- I can
0: totally believe that about about Aaron because I feel like every time I see him, he's like, oh, you got to hear this thing.
1: Oh, totally. And, he's and, always listening. He's like, always checking stuff out and and like bringing stuff to my attention too yeah. that I would never hear and otherwise. I'm just like I have no idea what you're talking about right now, <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna go look it up. I'm just
0: <laughs> well, totally <laughs> no frame of reference for this. Aaron, you gotta slow down for me
1: yeah well I mean he's that's the thing is like we spend so much time kind of making music sometimes it's hard to kind of stay on sure. top of of checking out new music, oh yeah you know oh yeah, even if you make it a a priority you know yeah, no, but uh yeah that's well, that's a beautiful thing I like that I yeah. like
0: that um, so let's see so how many how many artists do you have now on the label how many
1: how many groups are doing their thing um man it's 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 hard to say. Uh, exactly I I don't I don't necessarily keep a tally of the artists uh, more of the projects we just released our 31st record in about since since 2014
0: and we're yeah
1: well so what is that that's two and a half years yeah Um, yeah so um, it's as we it's been you know a total whirlwind some of some of the projects um, are you know, overlaps uh, in terms of artists. Like, I I released, you know, f- several things sure. just digitally or, you know, things like that. But, um, I mean, we've got to have at least, like, 21 or 22 artists that's, at this point.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's Love it's that. pretty great. And the thing that's awesome is all those people are part of the same community, mm-hmm. um, either here in Los Angeles or connected by extension elsewhere. Sure. Um, and what's really cool is we're starting to kind of get submissions from all over the place. Like, I'm, I've got one from... Uh, Chicago, one from Reno, one from Seattle. We've gotten submissions from Australia That's and cool, um, Berlin. So I mean, it, it the the word is getting out, so to speak. Right, right. Even right. though it's kind of this like humble underground thing, <laughs> as we sit here in my garage. You know? I
0: mean, it's an above ground garage. It I is mean, an above ground garage. Let's, let's be true. let's yeah. be fair. <laughs> um, So, so uh, let's see. So this should be coming out at the beginning of September, Mm -hmm. uh, this podcast here. So what um, what should people be looking for uh, uh, release wise in the in the rest of this year?
1: Well, um, right now we're kind of wrapping up several projects that are in um, in, uh, shall we say, the final stages of getting uh, getting to production. Uh, but Andrew Conrad's trio is about to send their album off to press, um, and that's really cool, uh, featuring uh, Emilio Terranova on oh yeah, he's on great. bass and uh, Mike Lockwood on drums, and Lock- a- Andrew's a wonderful saxophonist and clarinetist. And, yeah, um, and uh, we're we've got uh, Tim Conley on guitar has okay. a has a really awesome um, uh, sort of I guess rock. Influence electronic kind of jazz uh, project. Nice. that that he's putting out with us um, And Joe Santa Maria is working on oh, yeah. his uh, echo deep project. Actually. I'm I'm helping mix that um, Dr. Mint which is a band I have uh, that's a bi-coastal um, sort of we call it spontaneous composition, but very like sort of rock and electric Yeah, uh, electronic kind of jazz thing Um and that we just wrapped the mixes today, so um That's setting great. those off to mastering. So there's a lot of really cool stuff on the docket. Um and it's sort of just a matter of both uh um timeline and finances as sure, to what sure, comes sure. out when. But
0: that's well. That's that's very cool. So, what is that going to? So, so what was that? Four, four projects you just at least four, five? and then there are several
1: others that are that are. That, by the end of the year, you're going to be up in the in the mid thirties, thirty six, yeah. thirty seven. Well, the end of the and year. and also, um, I'm I'm not totally sure where it is in terms of of completion, but John Armstrong um, recorded his amazing burnt hibiscus, uh, sort of multi culty. Um, uh, You know, I I, I hesitate to call it jazz, although it does kind of exist in the jazz realm. But it's very much, you know, world music in the in the truest sense of the word, meaning there's influences from all over the globe Mm -hmm. at play. Um, And uh, I know that's um, I know we were aiming for the fall, but it's been a minute since we checked in. So um, I think that's happening and. That's.
0: I mean, I think that's great. And you know what I, I what I always really like about hearing everybody else's work on the on the label is that is the way that you're describing it right now. I think is, uh, is very apt because it's it's always uh, uh, couched in three you know three different you know oh well it's like this but it's also like that and it's got this and I feel like that's very indicative of what everybody's doing on the label that is is so cool because I for one believe that. Los Angeles is undergoing a bit of a jazz renaissance of sorts and I think that what you guys are doing here in and and being you know, so adventurous with what you're putting out and what um, And what you're what you're supporting is 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 just doing a great service to that community and I think that the music is you know, I I think it's all great and it's all adventurous and I just I'm a fan Awesome. I'm a fan oh, as well year. as you know Some 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 idiot hosting your podcast <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Well, you know what I think is cool about like you said like it's always like couched in like three or four different influences um, I think that's kind of indicative of just where we are um, Culturally, I mean musicians but our listeners as well, you know, and sure. we, and when we listen to music It's pretty rare that you find a musician that listens to one kind of music, you know, and so our natural way of expressing ourselves is just to use all of our influences to to make something that feels genuine and honest and and of ourselves. So that if, you know, if somebody listens to, you know, um, experimental electronic music and and uh, Led Zeppelin and Kendrick Lamar and um, I don't know uh Benny Goodman mm-hmm. in the same day, you know, their their Sounds playing like is they're yeah, right? <laughs> their playing is gonna be reflecting um some kind of amalgam of those things that they hear, you know. Sure, sure. And uh, uh yeah.
0: All right. Well that's that's uh that's all really good. I, I think we covered a lot of good ground there. Yeah. Um I'm excited to uh hear what you've got coming next and um yeah. We'll talk
1: to you soon. I'm sure we'll be checking in with you frequently on the podcast, for sure. And um, you know, uh, one thing that you brought up that I think is is going to be really exciting for all of you listening out there is just you know hearing from all the various artists as they have their releases coming up. Um, you know, you'll get a lot of different perspectives from the ground floor here in LA. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. You're going to love it. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks. <laughs>
0: so there was rosenboom and me john it up talking talking jazz and jazz adjacent things um again you can go to arendarecords.com to sign up for the newsletter you can also check out all the records that they have there it's really wonderful high high fidelity stuff maximum fidelity and uh yeah, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe and give us a rating on iTunes. It really helps. And we'll see you all next month. Do I need a do I need a sign off?